two men so fine that in public they often get confused with John Stamos and John Candy. With voices so smooth they could tame even the meanest 48-year-old Kansas Cougar. Your hosts of the Cowboy Mafia Podcast, Anthony Lucia and Brad Narducci. Welcome, everybody, to another amazing episode of Cowboy Mafia. Anthony Lucia, alongside of my Italian indigenous person of American partner, co-host, Bradley James Narducci. That was good. I needed that. Just to remind everybody, Mafia means a closed group of people in particular field having a controlling influence, and we were sitting alongside of a man who is could be under the influence. He might have a controlling influence in some sort of a property. Or uh, <laughs> or he might be under the influence, yeah. I said that first. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one. Okay. No, I'm excited to have this guy on, though. Yeah. Because He's a legend. A He's legend. like one of the OG Dragon Slayers. When I talk about guys like Colby Yates, J.B. Mooney, and you think about Chris Shivers, McBride, that old school group of bull riders Mm -hmm. that changed the way that the whole professional bull riders is seen, not only the competition, but just the the feel, the atmosphere around it. This is the man with the plan. You want to introduce him? No, you do it. No, you do it. You're the announcer. No, no, no. You you announce PBRs. No, you do it. You do it. Best bull riders in the world. Come on. Shut up. No, I'm not doing it now. (laughs) Do it. Hurry up. All right. Many times at the PBR World Finals, now a successful cow horse trainer. He is uh, from Australia, but now he makes his home in the golden state of California. Please make welcome the one, the only, PBR legend, Brandon Clark. Yay, yay, yay. So here I am. Not Brandon Clark. Not Brandon. I heard you love being called Brandon. Do, uh, do yeah. people call you? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's happened a lot in the past, but I kind of got used to it because when I once I moved to America, I realized that most... Brandon's or Brandon's were called Brandon, so I just accepted it. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. I love this. Come on, right this Brandon. let's go, Brandon. <laughs> also, want to welcome our uh, in 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 studio <laughs> guests that we have watching. Jazzy Fresh Pankrats. Nice round of applause from the, the the crew out there from Hawaii. We also have the legendary, mighty Matthew Harold Merritt, who is coming up on a episode. Uh, He's so worn out. Is that actually <laughs> your middle name? What Harold. That's a good one. Not you, Brandon. Not oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I no one. You're not getting paid to be funny right now. What's your <laughs> What's your middle name? Jay. Just Jay. Jay. The Jay, No, Jay. no, no. J A Y. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> ours Ours is close. Mine Mine's James. James and Jay. Yep. Yeah. B J B J. Marco. 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 Antonio Marco. Lucia. Antonio Marco. Huh? Yeah. Very Italian. How you doing? Mm. Yeah. Polish Italian. How you doing? So, what did you say? Since I'm Polish Italian, yeah, he I like he, <laughs> he eats his Alfredo with Polish sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I and like it, sauerkraut on my meatballs, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm Indian and Italian, so I eat my spaghetti on fry bread <laughs> or buffalo in my Alfredo, <laughs> or uh, however it helps you like paint that picture. But yeah, that's that's us. So, Brennan, you've been uh, telling us you've just got done doing the broadcast of the American, and and we're gonna. Not talk a lot about that, but I want to talk more about how long did you ride in the PBR? So I, uh, 10 years to the PBR World Finals. Um, so yeah, I mean, 10 years. I, I, I came to America in 2003. Uh, two weeks, two, two, three weeks after I got here was my first Built for Tough Series event. And back in, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Um, did you hear him burp? 
from your body. No, that wasn't. That noise was from your body. Was it? It was like a smog, like a volcano is about to erupt. Like, that's the first red flag. <laughs> it sounded like a nine-year-old with an upset stomach. Like, Does your tummy hurt, Bradley? No, I think I feel good. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Okay. Anyways, uh, carry on. Uh, yes, anyways. Uh, which I'm, I'm kind of proud of because, like, we... Um, I didn't have I didn't have a real a lot of chance to uh, see really what the PBR was or even the lower level events were about because I I got so I, I first came to America and um and then I and I went to Canada first up. How come you can say Canada without an R in it, but when you say America, you add an R in it? America does have an R in it. I know, but he says America, but Canada. <laughs> say it. Say it again. America. America. He had to make himself. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. So anyways, yeah. I, so I went to Canada and um, <laughs> there I, I it did, is Canada. I didn't have any. I didn't have any success uh, at the first event I went to. I, I rode my. I rode a bull and then didn't make the short round. Um, you know, I think some people that listen to this may have heard my story, but I I didn't come here with a lot of money. Yeah. I. Um, Basically, when I went to my first event, I paid my entry fees, didn't make the short round. When I went to the second event I went to, I went and drew the money out of my account and realized I didn't have uh, any left. Goodness. And um, I was forced to have to stay on, I guess you'd say. And uh, I think I'm... I think I might have marked. I can't remember what. I, I think I was 88 in the long round and 94, 93 or 94 in the short round. Yeah. Holy and I'd, shit. And I'd some never. PBR points there. Damn. And I'd never beat 90 they gave before. gave you the JB Mooney points. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Was no. Brandon Bates there announcing? No, he, the story no about, he wasn't. Hey, man. He's on his life. Oh, damn. Hey, man. Oh. No, I never, never did. So, anyway, so then that was uh, the Tough Edelman. That was when there was the Tough Edelman Challenge, which you've obviously probably had a. Grown up and and seen in Fort Worth, so oh yeah. Um, the that the neck that week was when the Tough Edelman Challenge was, and um, they basically killed off like fifteen guys. Like there was fifteen inj- like guys injured yeah. after that event, so they had to replace everyone with fifteen, you know, from the touring pros. And I'd won that event, so I, it was early on in the year. So back then it was on money one, and that's how I went. Wow, so, yeah. So I ended up. On, so my third event that I went to was a Built for Tough Series event in uh, Tacoma, Washington. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So who who did you know those guys like in the locker room? Obviously, was, was Troy Dunn still around back then? Or yeah. Was, so I retired? came. I flew over here with Troy Dunn. We went to when we when we flew here, we went to Anaheim. So I got to go to Anaheim with him, and I was kind of hanging around with him or whatever. I met a few of them guys and whatever. And but I mean, after it, they told me they, you know, they obviously Ross tells a story i guess he's like well shit he obviously was a because troy dunn was such an influence and yeah i'm from australia when i was with him they were like oh this must be some new badass kid from australia and (laughs) yeah they didn't know but anyway so two weeks later i ended up being there with him and ironically the the first person who ended up talking to me was luke snyder (laughs) oh yeah and um then ross obviously too yeah See, and I, I think you come from undoubtedly probably the greatest years in the PBR. Like, it's great right now, and it's been great in the past, but that, that era of bull riders with you, Ross Coleman, Luke Snyder, Justin, I mean, the list is like yeah, all the I legends. Agree. Colby, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, 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 the ones that nothing against the first no, right, the ab- first group absolutely not but like it was that generation that put them on them like for yeah, real put them on real. the map yeah, that was like right. they'd, they'd kind of gotten through the rough spot in the beginning and then it was like when when all you guys started rolling and all those names that you just yep. mentioned anybody who's a fan of western sports yep. knows all those names yeah, yeah so when it, I mean I was super lucky I got there and I, I had you know I, I was it, I, I had some success so it allowed me to stay there long enough to give me you know, a couple of weeks and I, I straight away ended up with, you know, I, I was friends with Luke and, and Ross and Justin, J-Dub, Chris Shivers, Mike oh, White. Geez. Like, and then it just got... That's I so mean, cool that you were yeah. friends with those guys. That's yeah, what I, I remember the second event I went to. So I was in, um, we went to Tacoma, Washington. I got, I got bucked off. I had a ball. So I'm sitting behind the shoots and Luke Snyder says to me, he goes, what, what are you getting on? And I'm like, oh, I got this ball called DeWalt Challenge. He's like... And I don't, I mean, I come from Australia. I hadn't, I didn't know any of these bulls because we didn't have that much access to seeing them or anything back then. And he goes, uh, oh, yeah. I was like 94 on him the other day. I'm like, 94? I'm like, I haven't even been, I wasn't 90 until last week before. Like, what the? So anyway, I think I rode him for seven seconds. He bucked me off, whatever, big, whatever, doesn't matter. Anyway. The next week we go to Baltimore, Washington. No, actually, the next right. day, Baltimore, Maryland, Maryland. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, the it's, next, I'm it's thinking, close. It's the just next, on the opposite yeah, side. Of the, the next day, <laughs> the next day we fly to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yep. Yeah. And I won that one as well. Yeah. So I'd won two in Canada back to back, and obviously that allowed me to have more money. One, and then we went to Baltimore, Maryland. Excuse me. Sorry. Freaking freaks! <laughs> no, you're and good. um, and I and I get to the event and hotel. Well, by this time I'd learnt that you, you know, they can book your rooms for you, whatever. Anyway, I get to the hotel and Chris Shivers and Mike White are down in the lobby. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, hey, uh, can I ride with you guys to the event? I have no idea how to get there. So I, it was a very surreal moment. I'm in a cab. Not far out of office, you know, from coming from Australia. And, and, and Chris Shivers, I mean, Mike White, obviously, he's a legend. And I've, I very much looked up to him. But Chris, I'm sitting in, the ho- in, a, in, a, in a cab with Mike White and Chris Shivers. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> wow. this is Chris Shivers. Like, and y'all were similar in age, though, right? Yeah, like Chris is a maybe, yeah, we're all, like, Mike might be a little bit older than us, but uh, Chris is a couple of years older than yeah. me, but yeah, we're all pretty similar, but yeah. Chris had probably won a million, right. Nelly, nah, well, whatever, close to, won yeah. a world title or whatever. Yeah, a couple of And I, we'd watched, I'd, I mean, we'd damn sure seen videos sure. of Shiv. Damn it? right. Like, freaking look at this little badass. Like, <laughs> and here I am, and then, it's funny, because then we end up, I, you know, fast forward years and years, we end up Chris Shivers ended up being towards the end of his career, my career, Ross and jo- and Luke's career. We all kind of roomed together. Yeah. So it was kind of cool at the end of the career how we ended how it went that way. But yeah, like very surreal at the start. Yeah. So the one of the reasons and and anybody again who's a fan of Western sports that knows the PBR days is from it wasn't as because of the lack of social media it allowed some more freedom. With the, the stuff, the yeah. antics of yeah. the riders. And obviously my brother Tommy Joe's told me a little of those stories. Yeah. He was involved in the production right. during some of those years. But when the PBR rolled into town, it was like a tornado filled with <laughs> testosterone, yeah. booze, 
and just a desire to win money. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much what it was. And that was that was pretty. That was a lot of uh, a lot of fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, you know, and it was very. Did you see yeah. him? He's like, he's like. Well, all right, I could go down this rabbit hole, but yeah. I'm probably not. So, going. so basically, here's the way it used to be: was Bud Light was a big sponsor. Yeah. So. I'm not sure it was a requirement. It seems, <laughs> seems like, in my mind, it was a requirement. Uh, and and some of my may or may not have been some of my friends' requirements yes. too that that we had to go to the after party <laughs> to um, support the sponsors. Right. And so after just, just do it, just doing the Lord's work. Yeah, do it as part. Yeah. Yeah. Just do yeah. it as part. Yeah. So just you end up dudes. like you know, after the bull riding, you you know you have to get yourself to the after party and for, there may or may not have been three quarters of the bull riders there too. And a big, big portion of the fans. Oh so yeah. May, I mean, could have mostly been the female ones, but <laughs> you know, we're all at the bar and stuff. It was, you yeah. know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Got a lot of, a lot of bad light. Yeah. You know, so and then it, Ross at that time, Ross Coleman was sponsored by him. So, oh, man. you know, so they, they would give us, um, some free right. drinks and stuff, which is really nice because, like, you, you know, sometimes pay, you didn't pay for drinks. Don't lie. No, you no, didn't it pay didn't. For we didn't have to. Bud Light looked after. It was very, very, very nice. By nice of them to Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't didn't Bud Light used yeah. to have the horse trough? Yeah. Troughs, so when so that was a very room. that again was a very cool thing. You you so used to when I started my career, you would walk into the locker room, and uh, could have been several uh, minutes. Uh, 10, 20, 30 no, I mean, depends When you went in there yeah. Typically we'd be in there two hours before the bull riding yeah. The um, the workers at the establishment would uh, roll in these carts uh, Sometimes um, four or more of them Holy Full crap. of iced up beer before. But like before the bull riding oh my Now God. I'm not saying no one No one really would, would tap into that before it But if you were the first bull rider in right. the, of the night, yeah. when you got off, there was uh, you know there was some refreshments uh-huh. there for you in case you needed them after you were done. Sure. See, so like they were there all the way through the night. So it was very nice of them. But <laughs> as my career went on, for some reason I don't, I'm not sure why, but <laughs> they wouldn't bring them in until the end of the night. <laughs> and then finally, towards the end, like at the end of my career, I'm not, I, I still can't work this out. But they didn't bring any of it at all. Uh, what happened? So in a ten-year yeah. span, yeah, in, you, in a ten-year span, they went from bringing as much as you could, you know, yeah. consume if you needed it to nothing, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And it had, and it absolutely, and had that no part on what you guys did. Like, not, they no, just, what, they well, were just stingy with it. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but that's ridiculous. Oh, no, and that's what oh, caused I, the retirement I, of Brendan Clark. Yeah. He's like, no beer, no <laughs> Brendan. See ya. Well, see we, ya. Bring back the beer. I'll come out. So what we went from Bud Light. So. Several years after I, oh, I mean, a few years after I, I, I had Bud Light as a sponsor. So I, I too was um, forced. No, forced is not the word. Uh, required. I've, I've been forced no, since I was, the situation. I was, it's in I was, my contract. I was required. <laughs> yes, it was. I was required to go to the bar after it uh-huh. because I had to represent my sponsors. Absolutely. And um, what's so funny is I have clauses in my contract with sponsors that tells me to not go to the bar. Yeah. No drinking, where, Anthony. So yeah, so apparently you're not as lucky as me. <laughs> I'm not. So but then I so then Bud Light, um, they they didn't sponsor the PBR after for 
at the you know for a while or still don't but anyway so um but then we brought up um pat's blue ribbon come along oh, oh god <laughs> hang on i just threw up there was that. so um i was for some reason i don't know why this happens to me but i was also <laughs> sponsored by them <laughs> they loved you yeah but I, a Pabst in australia probably <clears throat> tastes good right have you ever tasted a bad beer yeah, there's no I bad have, beer. I have, PBR. I have. There's only yeah. one thing worse than a bad beer. There's no beer. So if you have, that's if you bad. didn't have any beer, <laughs> that's spoken like a true yeah. champion. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, like so Australian. long story short, we would have Paps Blue Ribbon in there, and you know, you got. I mean, you get hot and thirsty sometimes. Yeah, you know? and water. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're riding bulls, I mean, yeah. that's why I never rode bulls. I like water too yeah, much. Yeah, that's right. That's why that, that group lack so of athletic good. ability. Yeah. So exactly, because there's so many stories that, like, the beer is one thing, and we all talk about that, and it's still kind of like a running joke. But there was Colby. I got to spend quite a bit of time with Colby, and Colby told me some of the stories of the just the camaraderie and, like, the fraternity that it was, in a yeah. sense. I mean, the hazing and the yeah. the outfits and stuff. And oh. there's, still, there's still a little one bit time, of that. One time, one time we're in Vegas. <laughs> And it was uh, Halloween. It used the PBR finals would go kind of back and forth. It was either into November or before, like uh, towards the end of October, early November. Anyway, so it was uh, Halloween. So me and a um, a uh, veteran bull rider at one time uh, somehow found herself uh, both at a um, costume <laughs> pa- uh, place. At the same time, yeah. I don't know how we ended up doing, but we ended up being there at the Can same time. Can you name time. this bull rider to... for the sake of the story, or at least well, tell us what his name rhymes with, um... <laughs> and we can guess it? Does it rhyme with Schmash Rollman? Uh, he's, he's a stock. He, he may or may not be a stock contractor now, but anyways. Um, oh, I know who it is. But anyway, Amazing so, Race. So or Iron no, Man. no, Amazing Race wouldn't do anything. <laughs> so anyway, we're at this place, and we we come across this um, costume. Yeah. That is basically a vagina. Okay. Right? Okay. So. Basically. We, not basically, actually. Yeah. Well, did it so, have a lot of hair on it? It was. No, it had none. Well, it was the early 2000s. No, it had so none. Probably. It, had a, it had a landing. <laughs> no, it had none. So anyway. So we. we so. I'm not sure if it was his or my <laughs> idea, but we decided that he or I, one of us decided that we were going to purchase this thing. <laughs> And we're going to take it to the locker room and whoever um, whoever didn't try hard enough that night at the PBR finals was going to be required to have to sit there and wear this in front of everyone. Oh, my God. So, we, which, which at the time we thought was such a great idea. Sorry, I'm... No, you're good. You're I'm, good. I'm bucking the mic. <laughs> you're doing great. You're so anyway, we this thing ends up in the locker room anyway. Long story short, and that night, um, it may or may not have the the require the, the person who we thought should have put that thing put it on was may or may not have been a um a tough Brazilian bull rider. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the guy with the forearm the size of my whole tougher body. than him tougher T- than him who would that have been it doesn't matter 
Oh, hey, I'm not saying any. I'm not raising any names. <laughs> just, may or may not. We're good. Bit. We're good. We got. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the joke. That, that's what, what happened. Was this this guy? It was the rank pen, and of course, it's 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 easier to get bucked off in one or two jumps than it's not in the rank pen at the PPR yeah. finals, and happens to be this person, and he was very frustrated about his performance, and um, uh, we may have tried to tell him that he needed to put it on yeah uh it didn't go too well for us <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah was that, there some pushback there was very much uh <laughs> some pushback and um there may or may not have been some aggressiveness and, <laughs> and whatever happened and it turns out that um we c- couldn't make him put it on <laughs> So did you guys uh, try and entice him and say, look, it's, yeah, it's already yeah, Brazilian yeah, waxed. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're good. Like, it's already. <laughs> no, but that was funny. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but it was, it was a little bit of a, yeah, there was a bit of an uproar about it and whatever that night. And so the next night I, I, I still can't remember. I, I should remember who that was, who it was, but the next night. So everyone was very much aware that if you didn't stay on yeah. very long, you're or, putting on, or you China. were, in, in everyone's eyes, you were basically didn't try hard enough. You were required to put this thing on. So I remember coming back into the locker room after I rode. And I still, I don't remember if I stayed on that night or whatever, but I come back in the locker room and here's this certain bull rider. Not that he's just sitting there <laughs> in this, <laughs> in this <laughs> costume. He just put it on. He just put it on. No fighting, no arguing, just put it on. He's like, He's like guys, I know you guys, That here I am. And he said, so the requirement was you had to sit there and be seen in it and then you were fine to go. Yeah. So that, he did it. Oh so then it was God. just a thing through that finals That's that, that, that would happen. So And that just lasted one world final? Yeah, for some reason it lasted one world finals. <laughs> Did you I, ever have to put it on? I never did, actually. Luckily, I, I might have. That might have been a year where I had a decent, I was decent final, so I, I didn't luckily have to put it on. So yeah, <laughs> we need to bring that back. I don't know. That those those get used at protests and things like that. See, that's the difference. But that's the even twenty years. What? Yeah. Not even twenty. Well, a little less like, than twenty. I feel years. like now, like it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean. Yeah, I agree. It should come back, but I feel like there could be some sort of, um, yeah, I don't know. The, wor- the world, the culture, the world and the culture yeah, has different. changed. See, we used to joke around a lot and put a lot of, you, you, I will say you, you were, you were held accountable and for how you rode and yeah. that was a thing. And even, so that started before I come around, but it was very much like you got bucked off. You didn't try. That wasn't acceptable. For anyone, right. whether you're the new guy, the old guy, whatever, it was just everybody. Well, you guys all had that mentality, like you're gonna you're gonna try your ass off till your head hits the ground. Yeah, Th- there was no ever checking out. No, you, know, you guys, you guys were, you well, guys were, you guys were the tough guys. Yeah, you yeah. guys were the tough guys. And yeah. speaking of tough, who do you think was tougher, Ross Coleman or Chris Shivers? Because oh, I've man. heard stories why, about why you got to ask me that question, but. I mean, I, I equally, uh, yeah, no, they're very much. Put two it this very way, very different body I, I, styles. Yeah, too. and I, I really right. think, I really think the two of them would never. Um, neither of them would. They were tough in their own respect. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was 
They, so, yeah, they I've seen me. them both do. Both of them both, scare me. Yeah, both tough. Both tough. Mentally, physically, not scared of anything. So that's a tough one. So when you came into the PBR, obviously it seems like you were accepted with open arms. Yeah. But like part of that, that didn't happen with everybody. No, it definitely didn't. And I, I don't know whether I, – I got a big I – feel, I feel like it was big thanks to Troy Dunn was like that because he was just tough and road good and whatever. And I was – there was plenty of Australians that were here before me, but I think there was a period of time where there wasn't any Australians and then I was kind of – I came in at a time when there – there hadn't been very many, and um, but they knew that the guys that had come before me were all tough and they rode good, and sure. then I, I was uh, so that was how it was. And I was in a period of time where it was just fun, and you know, guys like Ross and Luke and Justin and J Dub and Tater Porter. And oh. That was, I mean, yeah. I, I can name all of them that were just they were they were great bull riders they were tough they were good representatives of the sport and we all they were all everyone was just held accountable and you yeah. wanted to be everyone they talk now and I, and I know what happens is but you know uh iron sharpens iron and that's yep. pretty much what it was all the way through that there was so many of them you, you guys know. were all winners like yeah. everybody was winners. yeah they, yeah they were and they that, were that that bled over to everybody's mentality. Yeah, it was of just, course. Yeah, locker room full of winners. Yeah. How was uh How was it being around JB when he was young? Well, it was very interesting. I remember when JB first come around. It was like, uh, who's this kid from North Carolina? And um, okay, Jerome be Davis. honest. Did you think he was a punk? Uh, was he a punk? No. Nah, he was very confident. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't really a punk. He was just a very confident. So him and Brian Canner come around at the same Canner. time. Yeah. And and they were very much like, holy shit, these these little bastards can ride. <laughs> yeah. And did. JB came along early and 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 did good straight away. I remember I was, which is very interesting <clears throat> now after where we're at and what I what I'm here doing, but. I was I was hurt at the time, and and Joe Lavero was the uh, producer of the TV show of the PBR, and he'd asked me to come and do TV because I was hurt, and I, I think I forget feel like we're in Port. I'm going to say it was Portland, Oregon, and JB that was JB's first time, and um, he might have won second, I think second or third at the event, and that was pretty much the first time I seen J, uh, JB, and I was like, mm, yeah, shit, he's I remember I, I went up, I can't remember, because you used to walk around and talk to the guys because I didn't know him and you'd talk around and ask him so you could talk about him on TV. And he was very confident, arrogant, you yeah. know, the the way JB is. But imagine like, but, so, and not to cut you off, but imagine being young guys walking into the rooms that he just described. Oh, yeah. yeah and you with see, oh the Mike gosh. Whites, the Shivers, yeah. the Ross. McBride. McBride. Hart. I mean, like. You want to talk about intimidating? Yeah, a lot of pressure sure. there. Holy a lot of pressure. cow! Yeah, and they definitely showed up and and proved that they were supposed to be there. And yeah, that was what was cool about it. And um, but I always so JB was JB today is no different than he was the first time he showed up. <laughs> no different. Same way. Yeah, That's kind it. of a and and I don't mean it. I don't say it in a in a bad way. But a, but a a, an, a confident, arrogant, ignorant, but talented mm -hmm. like knew that he was good but wasn't but wasn't rude about yeah. it yeah he just knew he was good. yeah ignorant doesn't is not a derogatory no. term ignorant no. means lack of knowledge yeah and he and was just 
he young. just he was like, I don't give a shit what you think about me. I'm but I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna win. I can ride any ball there. And he was he wasn't wrong. Wow. Yeah. That's how he was. And he was good for the sport because like a lot of fans back then either loved him or he, they just Yeah. This is what I say about anybody. There's a obviously I mean rocker. People get mad at rocker and I go you can't have heroes unless you have somebody that pr- plays the villain. That's yeah. true. Play There's the always a villain. True. There's always a villain, yeah. and yeah. they're either going to make you a villain or you I, can just embrace it until the villain becomes the hero. Now JB is walks into a room anywhere he goes, and I still remember whenever the cameras would always follow him and everybody would just unleash this entitled blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Kick this. He'd be kicking cash, uh, yeah. trash cans and throwing his rope, and mm-hmm. if he got bucked off, or... But now, no matter where you go, he is easily, hands down, the most recognized name in our entire industry, and yep. people flock to him. Yep. Right. Yep. Like you, that's that's the full circle, right? Of sure. he's the villain as a young kid, and then he becomes the hero. Yep. And then well, he's. Yeah, he played the villain the whole way through, really, yeah. didn't he? Oh, yeah. No, no but I mean, he, he was sure. the watcher, but he was always the villain. Like, yeah. He went from being the villain to, oh, everyone loved him, but they were waiting for him to get bucked off and kick the yeah. trash can and blah, blah, blah. But, but he never, he, he never, you know, he never changed. Yeah. And I had this conversation with someone today. I was like, you know, I've never, ever seen him, like, I've seen him be pissed off and mad and after it, but he's always been wanted for autographs. He's always wanted... You know, all that. But he's always been the same guy. He's always been happy to stand there and take a photo, to sign an autograph. And, and he's never changed from that. He's so, got a great heart. Like, yeah. he, he, has a, yeah. he has a heart of gold. He's, yeah. yeah. And I've I also, like, uh, sorry, I don't want to waver off JB because, but I have a, but you were talking about Rocker and I, and I, I, I don't really know Rocker. Yeah. But I know Sid. Yep. So I have a Sid story. Uh, let's go. Come on. Come on. Just to let you know, this I love that know. family. Yeah. I, I love so that. So do I. Oh, and you'll, 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 after I tell this story, you'll, you'll know how much I do too. And uh, so I was in, it was in 2000 and, no, yeah, 2004, three, four, maybe four. So my myself and um, Corey Melton. Oh, yeah. Love, love Corey Melton. Yeah. So we were going, I don't know why, somehow I ended up with Corey Melton and, we go to uh, Austin or Bastrop, Texas, to yep. uh, the Steiner's Ranch. Okay. The steakhouse or their actual ranch? No, their ranch. Their actual okay. ranch. And I'd only known of Sid Steiner from the NFR yeah. and, you know, the the, the, fa- the the crazy clothes and the cornrows and the badass steer wrestler. And so he's like, oh, we're going to go to Sid Steiner's. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is cool. I'm going to go. I don't, I don't know. So anyway... I remember showing up there and meeting the nicest people in the entire world, yep. right? So, anyway, we were—I I felt like I was in pretty good shape then. Like I worked out, and I'm freaking yum. You're I still felt, in good shape. I'm probably like I'm a bad motherfucker, right? I'm yeah. going there, but so I'm, Bobby Steiner walks out at six so, years old. So Bobby Steiner walks out. And then they're like, hey, what, you boys want to work out in the morning? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm tough. <laughs> do we want to work yeah, out? Do I, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you want to work out, yeah, old okay. man? Yeah. So we go into the gym and um, Bobby and Sid, they're warming up. <laughs> We're going to do some bench pressing. 
And Bobby and Sid are warming up with hundreds. They're going to warm up with hundreds. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> hundreds. I'm like, hundreds is my, my, my like I, I, I was pushing out 110s for about three. Like I'm, like that's what I go to. Like, and then, yeah. And then I'm like, God dang, like this is crazy. Like, but it was kind of cool, a good story, but. Then they 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 took us uh, skiing and yep. I didn't know at that time they were big into the skiing or whatever. But Sid and Bobby taught me how to barefoot. Oh, I, yeah. The first time I ever barefooted, Sid and Bobby taught me how to do that. And um, you know, fast forward. So anyway, I'd spent a little bit of time with them there. You know, maybe a couple of days we were there and whatever, and it was fun. And we went maybe wakeboard. And they have a wake. Don't they have a they have, I think they have a wake. Yeah, wakeboard. Wake, well, no, they have a they have, they have a cable. Own. Well, they have yes. a cable park yes. in in Austin. Yep, we end up right. going there and whatever. And um, anyway, fast forward maybe I don't know six seven years whatever. The PBR did these team deals maybe. And I thought the teams just came about. Like well, was it? I can't remember what it was. But anyway, there was one of them in past. Anyway, they 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 hired Sid to do the TV for it. Okay, is what it was. I can't remember if it was a team. I don't know. I've got a bad memory, hitting the head too many times. But anyway, and I hadn't seen Sid <laughs> since then. Cool. And uh, the first time, yeah, first time <laughs> I'd ever se- first time I'd seen him since then. And he he, you know, obviously remembered and. It was like he'd never lost a day. Yeah. I mean, still to this day, I still think he's the coolest guy. So, again, fast forward a little longer. Now we have Rocker Steiner, who I'm a very big fan of. I think he's a very talented he's human, a, human yeah, he's, being. He's a badass. He's a and badass. Uh, I, I commented, I'm thinking, you know, like this this little fucking punk kid, I, uh, whatever, but he's Sid's kid and whatever. So I commented on one of his pictures and I reckon three minutes later – he sent back me a message saying, "Oh, like on same thing." Commented back, "Oh my, hey mate, my dad said to say good day or something, said hello, or whatever." Yeah. And, and I was like, "Man, that's fucking cool." You yeah, know, like you can sh- you can say whatever you want about him, but and he's a he's a wild little bastard, but he, he's he's himself, he, he's and I himself. I love it. Exactly. He's himself. I love that. I yep. love that. And and people love that Sid was wild. Yeah, you know, and but and, that's the difference in cultures, yeah. right? When yeah. Sid first started doing that. People celebrate him. I mean, he was on the cover of the sports news with his nipples pierced, his badass dog, and his shirt open and his tattoos and cornrows on the cover of the pro rodeo sports news. And now people are all, like all up in arms because Rocker's got long hair. It's so dumb. Big yeah. deal. It, anyways, Big I don't. Deal. I don't want to get off. But anyway, so so I went, I went back to I went. That, that, oh, but I do. I mean, talk about a great family. Yeah. What like, was your story? I thought. Well, you were, that was my story. I went there and I I wasn't fucking strong enough to lift. Oh. <laughs> they were warming up. With but he your told backs. me. But he. But they did teach me to barefoot. First time I ever yeah. barefoot skied. Okay. See, yeah. I thought you were going to tell a story because I always. Oh guys, no no. Guys still talk about Sid. You want to talk about tough? Ooh. No, I, I've heard some story. Yeah, Sid was the guy. Yeah, he was. You're not that guy, pal. Oh, and you are. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he was that guy. Yeah, no, that's what I've heard. Yeah, and and I so I but will, but I, on the same time at, at the same in the same sentence, the nicest person. Yep, and genuine. Yeah, yep. nice yep. and genuine. Genuine, as yeah. Anthony genuous. says. Genuous. Genuine. Genuous. I. I misuse the word genuous. Once. It's not a he word. He did it no. once and he has never let it. He didn't yeah. misuse it. It's not a word. It's really not a word. And I Googled it thinking that Google would tell me that uh, it is a word. And you it were right and says, it wasn't? No, no, no. It literally says genuous, <laughs> though it's not a word, is misused all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, that's me. 
I really depreciate you. Yeah. Well, thanks for being transparent. <laughs> Thank you for being transparent. <laughs> so tell me. So I didn't realize you did. You did TV even whenever way back when. Back then, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So so back back then. Um, I mean, that was the middle of my career, or whatever. But Joe was rolling doing. Was the that PBR. when? Was that the deal that Bates used to do? No, uh, no, that was after PBR Live. That was after PBR Live. That was I al- after. I also had that deal. So were you on TNT then? Uh, after TNT, it was uh, Outdoor Life Network. Outdoor Life Network. There you go. Yep. They were never on TNT. What is it? Talk and versus and versus versus. Yeah, okay. it was. It was on there. So. Yeah, I'd do a few events here and there. And then if I didn't make the short round, he'd have me come in and help yep. and do the short round just to go. And and he, he'd said that he wanted to kind of groom me into doing that and blah, sure. blah, blah, and whatever. And so and I enjoyed doing it. I did. I really loved doing it. So that was kind of where um, that gets me, I mean, why I'm here. But, um, yeah, so I, I'd had some experience doing it then and I've had several other jobs since then doing it. But – and, and – it's kind of funny you talk about your buddy Bates. That uh, what what was that? Was that was in there? It was live the PBR live thing that we did when at one point this was so that was when I retired. So I retired in 2013. Okay. At the PBR finals. Okay. The next year in 2014 they'd started PBR live, and they'd asked me to do it. Yep. And I got five events into it, and some, and then I, somehow I didn't have a job anymore. So oh, I'm not oh, sure. I'm not bitch. sure. I'm not sure how that happened. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. such a yeah. oh. golden voice. Yeah. What is Matt? What did you say? I Venom mixed it. with poison, or his voice sounds like butter mixed with hate. <laughs> <laughs> his voice sounds like butter mixed with hate. That's, That's funny. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The first American I announced in 2021, I did it with Randy Schmutz Bates. And in myself and Matt and during one of the section breaks, he, uh, you know, there's not enough O's and smooth for Randy Schmutz, whatever. And then he says something. It was kind of nice, but also hurtful. But to me, and then he's like, and then there's Brandon Bates and Bates just kind of tips his hat back. And he's like, does this bring it on to Matt? And he's like, voice. And then he says whatever he said. It was so funny. Dude, you said something funny tonight, actually, that I made me. <laughs> no, you, you did. worked for yeah, five I, hours I, I, tonight. I know, but no, well, <laughs> granted, hey, I'm not. No, that's not meant to be. I, I had headphones on. Couldn't I couldn't hear him, oh, okay. and and you guys either. That's why you thought I did so good. No, you, hear me. What you did a great job. Dude, why don't you just accept that? I think you're good at it. Thank you. Yeah, there you so, go. So now he said something funny right after when. Uh, uh, was it I, first base? Because I, no, I still laughed at that joke. No, I can't. Well, no, I can't. I don't know. Maybe no, I didn't hear that one. It was something about maybe when um, Jackie Crawford won or whatever, and he jumps the fence and he's out there, and I just happened to be listening, and he goes, he said something about uh, my, my make, make, making my, oh, I can't. Oh, make, oh, make my cry, making my makeup cry. No one likes a, a <laughs> sad, sad face clown. <laughs> sad clown. Nobody wants a sad. No one wants sad a sad clown. clown yeah. So tell me the just for for out of the out of my geekiness fandom, favorite bull that you ever got on, and then the one you never wanted to get on, there or was go. there a bull like that? Um, there was there wasn't a bull I didn't never wanted to get on. Um, I I did one time um, choose back when the PBR when when you were allowed to pick your bulls. Yeah. Um, was that just in the short round or was that all the rounds? No, that, I don't no just in the short round. And then, oh, okay. So they did a they draft. They may have done it in like a second round at one time and then. That was like when the draft first came was around. Was the draft, yeah. It? But yeah. then they, towards the end, 
It was you would go in there where, where you at the, in the short round. Anyway, one time I did um, choose around bushwhacker. Okay. Um, this was a uh, scenario where I was leading the bull riding at Tulsa, Oklahoma, one time, and a um, a named bull rider that had been on a bull called Bushwhacker uh, eight times mm. and had been unsuccessful. Remember this? Was very uh, adamant on he was going to ride him. Yeah. Um, and I was pretty sure that he wasn't. So I'm like, well, you got him, bud. worst case scenario, <laughs> I don't pick him and he picks him and I still win. Yeah. So I walk up there and I was like, hey, mate, what do you want? What do you want to get on? He goes, he, and he's, he's, a, he, he's a very arrogant, uh, in a very arrogant way, he goes, what do you fucking think? <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, you can have him. That's fine. <laughs> I so, mean, I guess if you yeah. wanted. I, I mean, so, I, I yeah, was going to spur the shit out yeah. of him. But uh, I mean, I'll, 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 I'm like, hey, man, I'll take him if you, want, if you don't want him. <laughs> no, I want him. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go up there and I pick the uh, nicer one, the nicest one in there because I'm first pick. So, of course, I'm going to do that, right? That's right. So, so he's behind me and he walks up there and he says, Bushwagger. <laughs> and he looked and, like Robert De Niro when he did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, he's yeah, he all <laughs> And the crowd goes crazy, and he walks down there, and I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, oh, what a dumbass! What a fucking dumbass! <laughs> I'm like, how many times do you have to pick a bull that, and you, and he just slams you, like you got no hope of riding him. So anyway, that one time taught me that you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Because he rode him, he fucking rode him. <laughs> Never been and I still JB. and I still won second. Oh. So yeah, so I win. So he ride, yeah. JB, did that you was ride? It. Did you ride your bull? Uh yeah, yeah. No, uh, you pick the daisy into your hand. Yeah, into my hand. Just a little J- muley. Yeah, JB went rides freaking bushwhacker ninety four <laughs> some shit wins one hundred and forty three. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, no, but no. We need more points. To answer your question, I I did get on bushwhacker once, and I feel like at the time I was riding as good as I'd ever done. I that was pro bull stats, all that. I'd won four events in a row, and anyway, he. I thought at that time I was that was when I was had a chance to ride him and four seconds later I knew I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um as for favorite bulls to get on, I, I'd really crave getting on a little yellow jacket for a long time and I finally oh. drew him and I did ride him. Perfect. Um my favorite bull of all time is blueberry wine. Oh yeah. Yes. I did ride him. He was the first bull. He kind of made that that's the bull that made an, my, a name for myself. I I won my first event on him. Um but that was a bull that I. Uh, he was, was into. He was into your hand, right hand. He was into the right. Yeah, and he turned back into my hand, yeah. turned, and, I, and I rode him. But there was a bull that you would probably know. I I had so a lot of success on. I think I might have won. I don't know. Every time I rode him, got on him, I I won on won something on him. Um, his name was Three Spot. He was a red and white. Oh, yearly fuck around of Corey and Hurst. I, think I remember. It, yeah, Three and Spot. he would just turn back to the right and so in the gate. And you were probably there. Uh, Billings. When Clint Atkins got yes, him, yes, right? I was. And he had Ross's shit. Yeah, wait. So, so Clint Atkins. So, so mate, Bates, I, Bates. I think, I think I got on him at Billings one time, and I can't remember if I got on him the night before that or one. But I ended up. I think I won around on him at Billings one time. So, uh, 
it's they're at catering in Bates and and Clint and I think it was Cleet was there. So yeah, he, they were talking to Cleet and Clint says, "Man, Cleet's Cody Lambert." For Cody Lambert, yes, yeah, I don't know. And uh, he he he's talking shit about three spot. He said, "Man, I'd love to get on that bowl." <laughs> Cody Lambert says, "All right, mother." <laughs> they run him in during the bull riding. Yeah, and this what? is maybe yeah. yeah. This is back when yeah. This is back when Clint's like slightly chubby. So he's got Ross Coleman shit, Shaps <laughs> helmet, and, and, and like Ross Ross's helmet, like you can see Clint's cheeks like squeezed <laughs> like this. The vest is the vest is too small, so they loosen it, and you guys taped it. Yeah, taped it on him. <laughs> Clint took old three spot to about four seconds. Yeah, he did. He, I, he, he he got a few rounds out of him. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It wasn't just like I opened the gate and. Fall I thought off. Clint like, was just an old bareback rider. Did so he like he actually, he rode bulls. He rode. He did not very well, but yeah, he <laughs> rode, he he got on. I mean, this is a, at the time. This like I was, I think I was eighty eight on him more times than not. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like this is not an easy bull to right. ride for. No, he for a, but he for started a, it. for a fat rodeo announcer that never gets on bulls. Right, and he I I bet he rode him for probably two three rounds. Wow, maybe. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty. Incredible. So he got some pictures out of it. Oh. Yeah, so that, and video. So that bull, they sold that bull to a guy in Montana, and Matt Triplett. When he was in high school, we used to go to high school rodeos, and three spot was like the bull. Like, fuck, I got three spot. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt, they took him to high school rodeos. Yeah, and and Matt used Matt used to ride him, and I'd be like, holy shit, man, that's a PBR bull. Like, yeah, you, you got the shit. Yeah, but old three spot, man, he's a legend. Turns out that he, they bu- I bet, he, I bet they bucked him ten years after that. Yeah, really? Oh, a long time. No, long and time. he was the cutest, like the <laughs> cute. He had a back, he had a back about probably, he was a square back on him, and he wasn't, he wasn't huge, but he, and he was the cutest no muley, horns. no horns. <laughs> he did nothing. He just stood there right in the middle, white with brown spots. <laughs> and then you, and they'd open the gate, and he'd kick over his head and just same jump every time, but just turn him back to the right. It was, you bet. It was just so much time. And then, when he get, and then he was the bull. And then he'd get off he him, just... and he just stop. <laughs> and See you guys. Probably yeah. doesn't matter it anyway. Cool. See you tomorrow, guys. That's awesome. Well, hey, I want to talk more about Brendan, and obviously we got some more stories you want to cover, but I also want to talk about the rain cow horse and all the kind of stuff and how that even came to fruition. And uh, mm-hmm. when we come back on Cowboy Mafia, Anthony Lucia, Brad Narducci, Brendan Clark, our special guest, we'll be right back. Brad's bringing us back, but I guess I'm going to start us because he's pointing at me. Well, i got to make sure the levels are good. There's technical shit over okay, here. Okay, bring us handle. back. Bring us back. You never we're bring back us back. We're back already. No, bring us back like cool. No, we're back. That is cool. No, that's not. You're well, just throwing your hands up. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Cowboy Mafia, Anthony Lucia, Brad Narducci, and, of course, the man himself, Brendan Clark, 10-time PBR World finalist, who is just starting to tap in to the real stories of the PBR, which I feel like should be a podcast within oh. itself. Like all the, you know, it's like all the names and the and the dates have been changed for to protect <laughs> the people that are involved. We had to give him an English <laughs> accent so he could tell these stories. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, give give us some give us some of the real deal stories. You can change names. Give us a good to, one. You don't gotta and you don't gotta say names. We can let people's minds wander. If you want to use states, or again, you can rhyme, but you don't seem rhyme. Great. And all these seem... all these guys are retired anyway, so yeah. like it, it really doesn't yeah. matter. Right? Uh, no, does it? Yeah. Well, the, no, it doesn't matter. No, that'd be. I mean, you know <laughs> should, why you should just... you be ashamed of yourself and what you've done? Wait, I mean, something I mean, should So it's no. Really let me think. I'm glad you a, said that. A good <laughs> story. <laughs> you guys want a good story? Yeah, a good story. Uh, yeah, or some. Uh, no, yeah, for things. <clears throat> 
Oh, man. You just Jesus. had like two ready, yeah. locked and loaded. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, one time. <laughs> he's, he's, one time. He's trying not to. He's trying. One time we went to... Uh, we went to a um, to Mississippi to a, mo- a golf tournament one oh, time. Oh, Masia. Yeah, the Masia yeah. golf tournament. And I, I again, I wasn't, I, wa- I hadn't been in America that long. I just got in the PBR tours, probably. Anyway, I ended up going there, and of course Ross and Justin and J Dub and uh, Sean Gleason was there, and I, I got to meet. It was it was actually a crazy story because I got to meet. People I would never have thought. I, I met Tom Teague for the first time there. Really? Um, yeah. Tracy Bird was there. I wow. got to meet Tracy Bird. Uh, Win Barble, who is a, a songwriter, ended up, he's still one of my best friends. But anyway, that's that was a long time. That's like 2003. I hadn't yeah. been there very long. And there's also, oh, we, we're in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'll tell this part of the story. It's probably a little more PC, but we're in Little Rock, Arkansas. And Ross says, uh, we're going to go. This is how it happened. He goes, "We're going to a golf tournament. You come with us." I was like, "All right." Yeah. And he goes, "Meet us down in the lobby tomorrow. We're going to Tom Teague's jet." And I was like, "What, what time?" <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just be ready. <laughs> and I was like, "All right." Well, so we okay. So the night before, we were at at the bar. Yep. And some antics had happened there <laughs> with. The fans. Some other bull riders. Oh, no, some okay. other bull riders. Oh, okay, good. Right. But anyway, so we, we go. Anyway, so I end up, I wake up in the morning, we get there, and anyway, we're, we, get, we get taken there. So I'm thinking we're going to the airport. Yeah. So we this black SUV shows up, and we drive there, and we, didn't, we went to an airport, but it wasn't like the big airport. It, right. was, it was a different airport. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> There's this, like, jet. <laughs> Like a real jet there. Yeah. And I'm like, God oh, damn. So we, anyway, we load up in this jet. It's Tom Teague's jet. So we go in this jet and we go into Mississippi. So we, and we, when we get there, it was pretty cool being on a private jet. I'd never been on anything like that in my life. And I've never been on one. It was badass. Anyway, Amazing. so we land in Mississippi and we, we're driving to this thing and Tom's like, oh, you, well, actually, Ross, maybe Ross or Justin or someone says, oh, we need some beer. And, of course, because it's Sunday. That's what you do on Sunday. <laughs> you Sundays. guys drink any beer on the plane? Um, Was there a little pregame action going oh, on yeah. the plane? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, we we get run away. It's Sunday in Mississippi. So, I mean, most people listening to this probably know this, but being, just being an Australian kid, don't know anything. Dry. Can't get any beer oh, in sun- on Sundays sucks. in Mississippi. So it sucks. We, um, we end up at this bootlegger. Bootlegger, right? What? Yeah. Instead of like a normal human, hey guys, sorry, no beer sold on Sundays. Uh, okay, we'll be okay. Oh no, I know, up, I know a bootlegger. Let's find a bootlegger. Nah, well, we end up at this. He's got a Model T and, Ford pickup. And, and to me, it looked <laughs> like a house, like a just a house. But there's a porch at the front, and we pull up there, and there's these um, guys got a Tommy gun just waiting. Nah, to yeah. back. Well, <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, actually. They were very friendly when we pulled up there. We, we pulled up in a black... Was he wearing overalls? No, well, there wasn't a he. There was like, there's probably five or six people there, you know, oh. like maybe more, ten. And uh, on a Sunday, and we, we pull up in this black SUV, and a bunch of people get out, and I'm like... And, they'll, you know, some... Um, you know, there was some, some 
uh, African-American folk there and whatever. And on a Sunday, I know nothing about this. And we walk in there and we want some beer and Tom Teague's with us. And he says, uh, we want to purchase um, all the Bud Light you have and I'll buy you all around. So we end up going in there and buying this all these cases of beer. I can't remember. There's probably, you know, five, six cases of yeah. beer and whatever. And we're out on the on the thing and I say I, I say to Ross and Tom, I'm like, I need to get a photo with this because my mum would believe this. <laughs> so we end up I get a photo with all these um guy the guys that were in there, you yeah. know, it's like the the it was a house but it only had like a, a bar in there. It wasn't uh-huh. like open inside. Yeah. Of. Anyway, so I get a photo with these and it's it, Tom still, uh, last time I seen Tom, still tells his story and it's kind of fun. So then we end up at this golf tournament and um, I'm we're playing golf. We're playing, obviously, it's a golf tournament. <laughs> Freaking idiot. <laughs> Had well, you played golf before? Yeah. Like, so, no, yeah. You know, I, I love golf. Are I, you a good I golfer? Used to, I used to be pretty decent at it. I'm not saying I'm a great golfer, really? but I used to be pretty decent at it, but I don't play anymore because I just – You don't have time. No, not now. Yeah. But anyway, so we're playing golf and um, we're kind of drinking and having a good time or whatever. And at the end of the day, I remember we're, we're on this golf cart and I'm on the phone to my mum and I'm basically telling her how, I'm like, you're not going to believe this. Like who, <laughs> there's these people, these famous people here and this is what I'm doing and I'm blah, blah, blah. And next minute, this guy jumps on the back of the golf cart and I look back and it's, it's Tracy freaking Bird. And I'm like, Mom, I'm on the phone. I was like, Mom. Was this a bag phone? Because this was. No, nah, it wasn't. No, nah, Jesus Christ. Flip phone. On, was, Flip phone. It was, it was a razor. Was it one of those really big, thick ones that you had used two hands? No, it wasn't ear? a big, thick one, but that was when they made them shorter, you know? But okay. it was a small Like a Nokia. But anyway. You're like, hold on, Mom, I can't but hear here's you. Let me the pull kicker. my antenna out. <laughs> no, it was after that. Oh, okay. It was after that. But here's the kicker. It was a prepaid phone because I couldn't. I didn't have a real, like a real phone. <laughs> so I'm on the phone, <laughs> and I'm I'm talking to mum in Australia, which obviously eats up the minute. Double yeah, the minute. Rushing, rushing the phone calls. Like, come on. Anyway, I'm like, oh, mum, Tracy Bird just jumped on the back of the thing, and he goes, "Who are you talking to?" And I, like, oh, well, he didn't say it in my accent, but yeah. he said it in his own. And I said, oh. He's my mum talking like, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, it's my mum in Australia. He's like, let me talk to her. And he's <laughs> on the back. This is again surreal. Like, yeah. Freaking. So Tracy Bird has a conversation with my mum, and I get back on the phone, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, she's like, oh my god, that's because he was at that time. Oh, he yeah. was famous. Watermelon. In yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, soon after that, the phone cut out because it was all bloody um, prepaid. So I run out of minutes and no more talking. You get what I mean? You've oh, never had a prepaid. Gosh. No. Went on a prepaid. I've I've lived a very uh, illustrious illustrious life. life. Yeah. So on a prepaid phone, for the, those of you that don't know, when when you run out of minutes, you can't talk anymore. I gathered that <laughs> part. So anyway, but the good story. Anyway, so I I yeah, my mum gets to talk to Tracy Bird, and it was it was just a that's cool so thing. awesome. So we go. We they have a um, it's a it's a. Um, Celebrity golf tournament, which obviously is for uh, fundraiser, like a not yeah. fundraiser, but whatever. Anyway, so we, we somehow at the end of the night, there's a tornado warning. So we end up at this golf tournament. We're downstairs in the clubhouse. Everyone that was there was downstairs in the clubhouse. Wow. 
and Bill Dance is there. Oh shit! What? Yeah, I love Bill. Dance. I'm not making this shit up. Like I, I don't even know at this point. I don't even know who he is. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm down there, and so somehow him and Luke get in this like spitting on the floor thing, and it was like, oh <laughs> shit, going on. It was just, it was just crazy. Like, uh, and anyway, we, yeah, I mean, we, there was a auction there and people are buying hunts for a hundred plus thousand dollars and i'm thinking a hundred thousand yeah like like dollars my yeah like (laughs) i'm my uh, do people even have that much money i wasn't sure you're like trying to figure out how to put minutes on your prepaid phone yeah i'm like like, i can't i can't even afford to call my mom and tell her this somebody's phone please i can call my mom back and let her know i ran out of minutes anybody have a nokia card on (laughs) (laughs) so it's all just a crazy shit like all yeah i still all of it i can't believe i still can't believe it was happening but it was a lot of fun and we had a good time. We somehow we end up back in this, this wherever we were staying. It was these houses that it was. I don't know. It was a hotel, but it, yeah, it was a hotel. But there were rooms, and we're all in there. And somehow a card game started, which I don't play cards. And you know, like Sean Gleason ended up on the ground with a freaking chair on his throat. I don't know how it happened and shit. Like I mean, uh, it was yeah. I mean, it was harmless. I mean, obviously yeah. harmless fun. I mean, you know, we you know, all ended up uh, on the ground with a chair yeah, on our I mean, throat. I mean, yeah. somehow... It's it, a Tuesday. No, look, somehow, Sunday and- somehow he, he was accused of cheating, which I'm sure he was. <laughs> he was called a cheater. <laughs> and he ended up on the ground with, with, the, with a chair with, on, the, with, on his throat. Yeah. You know, don't Here. cheat. You calling this me a liar? Yeah. <laughs> Things like that, you know. So it was fun. This, it was this, fun. This was it was a great night. Yeah, it, it, was was a, great it was a great night. Everybody laughed, yeah. well, except yeah. that one guy. At oh, the end of the day, we all lived. It was fine. We've all moved on. <laughs> Have we? I mean, well, we found out for a hundred thousand dollars, you can go hunt a human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah true. <laughs> the most dangerous game. Yeah, <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. Oh man. Okay, so real quick, and I know we've covered a lot, but I want to, I want to get into. How in the world, and, and I know we don't have a ton of time, but I just want to get into how you got into the rain cow horse. I mean, just from hearing the stories, I mean, you come up from Australia and you're riding bulls and you, you're you on tour and you do that for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, you're still, I mean, you retired in 13. Yeah. And now, I mean, yeah, it's 10 years later, but now you're freaking kicking ass with the rain cow horse stuff. Yeah, I, I fell into it. Um Living in California, it's kind of big there, you know. It was well, I mean, that's where it kind of originated yeah. and and stuff. And we and I'd been around some people that done it, and uh, one of my friends was a reining trainer, and I learnt the horse. I always loved training horses because I always roped, and yep. I and I wanted to make nice horses, and that's kind of how it all started. And I just kind of fell into it. Yeah. Now, did you have any experience from when no, you were young? I, no. Well, I only only like I learned a little bit, and I enough to where I could be okay with yeah. training a horse, but I didn't know anything. And then um, I started. I kind of one of my buddies, Warwick Schiller, who uh, lives in California. I know Warwick, yeah, you know Warwick. So Warwick, Warwick, yeah. So Warwick was training rainers at the same time, and and he just moved back from Australia to Amer- to California. Yep. And he lived in Hollister where I live. So he started telling, like, teaching me the basics of it. And right around the same time, um, someone up around where we live 
uh, hired Bob Avila to come up and do a clinic. Wow. Well, I, they somehow I ended up there at that clinic, and Bob and I we, we were both cinch, uh, sponsored by Cinch, and uh, anyway, we knew we knew of each other, but never met each other. Yeah. And, and anyway, we become friends, and and then Bob got me started in it. And then I started, I bought my own horse and I started showing a little bit and um, everyone kind of was willing to help me and, and I, I just asked a million questions. I was okay with sucking and, but I, but I just wanted to get better and learn how to do it. Yeah. And then I, it just went on from there and I showed and I, I ended up buying some, again, buying more horses of my own because I was still riding bulls. I just finished riding bulls and... Then I, I bought a two-year-old, trained it, went to the Snaffle Bit Futurity, and I made the limited open finals the very first year I went there. And then I uh, bought another horse, had success on him, and then people started sending me some more. And then, like, I really fell in love with it. I was at, I was in a period of time where I'd retired from bull riding, and I needed that was some though I needed something. Yep. And that was what filled the void, and it, and it more than filled the void. And that, to the point now where I always tell people. Um, that I think the reason I rode because I have had so much help from all the trainers, which most of them we seen here last yeah. night at the yeah. American. Yeah. I I feel like bull riding was just the re or the reason I rode bulls was so I had the opportunity to meet the people I I have met gateway to, to teach me yep. how to do what I do now. Yeah, that's cool. So that that's that cool. I don't I truly feel like that's exactly what because I I love the cow horse. And I love the cutting and reining, but mostly the cow horse more than anything. Like I, 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 I live it, I breathe it. I, it's all I think about. I, you know, that's. Am I reading this right? That you're a challenge guy. Yes. You're a, you're a guy. Yes. That you came over here to America. At, how old were you? I was uh, 22 when okay, I came. Okay, 22. Yeah. Just very little up. money. Yeah. And I'm gonna make it. Yeah. By God. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna make. No matter what. I told my mum when I left. I said, Mum, I'm. I don't know when I'm going to see you the yeah. next time because I'm going to stay there till I make it. Yep. And that was how I left. Yeah. And That's now that with the rain cow horse, it's yep. the same thing. Same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I've, you know, I, I still ask a lot of questions. Now I'm, you know, I was seventh in the standings last year to come to the American. I was in for most of the year. I just wow. didn't have any success. So I was almost here. And which that is for somebody so like incredible. me, that's badass for, you know, I haven't been doing it that long. Um, it just took a lot of hard work of, of asking a lot of questions, working hard, trying to work out how to do it, learning how to show, and and then really, honestly, like having meeting, having the right people that come along with horses and and, sure. and wanted to buy horses and stuff. And um, you know, fast forward to now, my my wife's amazing. She she covers covers my ass all the time, like yeah. with working hard and doing taking care of stuff and. Um, yeah, I, so that's how I got into that. I, I um, you know, I, I've learned, I've, I've got to to meet a lot of the best trainers in the world, and and they're more than willing to help. And and it's the same as, and and I will say, it's the same as what rodeo is. Sure, anyone's there to help. We watch that, you know, you watch that every day. People helping each other, and that's kind of how it is. And um, you know, having and it's just about showing your skills of what you can do training a horse. Really, that's cool. Wow. That's really cool. So what do you think is, in your experience, was it easier or harder to get into rain cow horse as riding bulls? Harder. 
harder yeah, for the, the hardest thing I tell people all the time the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is train a cow horse yeah yep and, and and they don't believe me if they physically you get hurt when you're riding bulls and it's hard to learn how to do it but it's not I mean it's it's pretty simple um, but mentally physically long hours learning how and, and and unpredictability and trying to train another the cow horse is so much harder because yeah. they you know they do it, it's a mix of they're allowed to think on their own, but they're not allowed to think on their own. And it's like one minute you're trying to you're trying to teach them, like in the cow horse. For those of you people out there that are listening, you're, we're teaching them to do the cutting, the reining, and the fence work, which we've seen here at the American. Each maneuver, e- each discipline, counteracts the other one. So yeah. one minute we're telling them they're not allowed to go up to a cow. The next minute we're saying you need to drive a cow and take chase him somewhere. Yeah. So. It's difficult to do that and it takes a special individual. And yeah. um, it's very much, I think the thought process from a horse would be very much like a rodeo cowboy or a bull rider. Yeah. Because you've got to be very, your thought, the thought process and the thinking and the good mindedness is, is, is what it is with bull riders. Like I would, I would say like a, a guy like, let's use JB Mooney, we've talked about him. JB Mooney's cool. And I would always say Luke Snyder as well. They're very cool, calm. You know, they don't get very worked up kind of thing. That is what you'd want in a cow horse as sure. well. So is there's a lot of similar similarities. And, and, and the adrenaline rush of going down the fence was what drew me to it the first time. It wasn't – that was what drew me first. And yeah. then it was like, oh, okay, there's so much more to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that kits too. We always like to talk about mindset. But what I has always drawn me to you is you're the guy that goes – Okay, I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm I want to make it work. I, and I want, and I want that challenge, because I mean, I've been around it, you've been around yep. it, and and I don't know if Brad's been around it very much, but to see horse trainers, Clint Anderson said has said it a hundred times in yeah. his podcast and different things, the most underpaid people in the in the world. Yeah, if you were to get paid hourly, what you put into it to make, to be successful with zero guarantees that you're gonna be successful. Yep, it doesn't make any sense. No. None at all. I mean, you do it for the love of it. And yep. that's that's mainly why you do it. Yeah, I do make a very good living out of doing it now, but I but I didn't at the start, but I loved it, you know, and it was like, oh man, I, I get to make this horse a little bit better and, and that's where you first start and then it gets it gets better than that. But you're right, I'm that that is me to a to a T. Like it's it's about the challenge and I I I always want to be challenged and I always want to be better the next day than I yeah. was the day before. And, and that's pretty much how it was. I mean, and it's, you know, it's not the easiest way to make a living and it, and it is hard on your body because you're riding. I mean, we ride, I mean, it's, it's hard to do very more than this, but we're riding probably 30 horses between us wow. a day and trying to, you know, do the best job we can. I mean, you only have so many hours in the day. And again, Clint, Clinton talks about this, but, the problem with training horses is you can't make money while you sleep. Right. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah. you know, that's pretty much the, would you say, and Brad, and I want to get your opinion on this. Do you think that's why people are so infatuated with the Western way of life? Because what he just said, it's more work than I've ever done in my life, but I love it. So we have found ways, just Brendan, myself announcing, doing what I do, you doing what you do. We have found ways to do something we love to do whilst making a good living and providing for our families. Do you think that's what the normal part of our world goes? 
That's why the Yellowstone. They watch Yellowstone. They watch these different things. Last, you know, last night the American Performance Horseman, just twenty five thousand people there watching. I mean, it's incredible. But do you think that's the allure? Is that people are almost envious and like they're living this free lifestyle? Yeah, they have to work hard and they've got to do all these things, but doing something they love to do. Well, I think you just answered your own question, and and you said it. You have to like love it, right? To be so infatuated that it it overtakes what you're doing. Yeah. And I think in life, when it works out like it's supposed to, the things that we love become the things that provide for us. Yeah. And and like I'm sure you didn't picture yourself right here, training horses and and making a good living at it. You probably didn't picture yourself being a great announcer. I sure as hell didn't picture myself playing right. music and stuff. But we love this lifestyle so much that we found a way. We didn't find a way. God made yeah. a way for it f- to work for us. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I guess the way to say it would be, like, you, you love love the game first. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then, yep. And, and with us, so, it's love the animal first. Yep. And, and, we, and that was said, I mean, I know you guys, I, I know you guys say it on the thing, but, I, but, but during the broadcast, we've talked about, you know, Love the animal first. Very, very good example I'll talk about is, you know, you know, like something as simple as taking, you know, taking care of the horse before you worry about what's happening. But, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, love the game first. And that's how you, that's make, that's that's how you make a living out that's of it. it. That's, that's it. That's incredible. Well, Brendan, you have been such a champ. I know we've, we've all had a very long day here in Arlington being getting to getting to be a part of the American and, and it was just a, and we the reason we didn't go into it is because there's too much to go into when it comes to that. But thank you so much for sharing all the great stories and, and you're we're gonna have to definitely do a part two. We, yeah, we, yeah, we, we need sure. a part two. And yeah. I and I and I appreciate you guys having me. Like I I truly look up to both of you. You you I know and I follow you both on social media and it's very uh humbling and 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 honestly it's it's such a pleasure to see that you know because of my you guys obviously are my friends and we we all do our own thing and we don't ha- ho- we don't hook yeah. up very long often and see each other very often but what well, you guys do but it, it's very awesome and i'm so lucky to be here uh hanging out with you guys so i can't wait to do it. i want to do it again yeah absolutely so You're the, the man. last the last time i hung out with 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 brandon was in 2016 when we did the era yeah and then I see him a couple of days ago, and that was that's six, seven six, years yeah, ago, which was, is wow. You're like, wow. Like, yeah. See it's him, crazy. and it's just like we it's picked crazy. up. Oh, right you know, off. I feel like one time maybe we might have seen each other in the airport one time. Oh, this is. Yeah, I'm, maybe yeah. so. Maybe right. so. But it's like that's the kind of that's the cool thing about our business yeah. is we can go months, years, years sometime, pick off yeah. right where without you even off. talking. And then we just get together and it's the same old thing. That's yeah. why that's why we're the mafia. Yeah. That's right. Baby. We're the cowboy mafia. And you're in now. The yeah. only way out is oh. uh, in a pine box or a part two. It's up to you. I'll do it. <laughs> Either way, dude. We whatever to, you want. We hate to hold you down and All put right, a chair Let's go over get that throat. costume. Let's get <laughs> that costume. The costume and the chair is coming up next. That's right. I'm Anthony Lucia. That's Brandon Clark. A huge thank you to him. Thank you to all the people that support us, listen to us. Make sure you go follow us on Cowboy Mafia on all on the all platforms of social media. Brad Narducci, any final words? Man, it's been fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you a lot. Time. All right. If you remember nothing else, people. Remember this, be thankful for the ones beside you, be thankful for the God above you, and be thankful for the life before you. Until next time, we'll see you next time on the Cowboy Mafia.